0: As honest as you can possibly get I mean that's the challenge of of that's given to the artist is to like can like how honest can you get with this thing mm-hmm. now you know because that's that's where you you're creative that's where creativity comes from and I like man this is like a revelation for me because it's like like this is bizarrely it's like it feels like a hack mm. even though it's not really a hack because there's still Again, there's there's the price that has to be paid for it. This is Way of the Artist with Brandon Colby Cook and Evan Schulte. Identifying your blocks and demystifying your struggles so that you can claim your own path and make your life a work of art. Welcome one and welcome all to way of the artist podcast. Once again, we're delighted to be here with all of you folks who have decided to join us. Uh, We've got another big, delicious, juicy conversation that we're going to dive into facing the truth of ourselves sounds very esoteric (laughs) in some ways but this is this is i mean you know i wouldn't put it past us to go into that into that territory but uh this has some very i think grounded real practical applications to it potentially um we had a pretty significant preamble before launching into this conversation but it was really good uh just how we came to this this topic at hand uh, like many things uh, definitely stuff that we're uh, personally rumbling and wrestling with uh, at some capacity we're gonna explore this more in, in its bigger themes um, but Brian why don't you uh, why don't I hand pass it off to you and you know maybe you just give everybody kind of like the 101 on <laughs> <laughs> on what this yeah the 101 on on what we're talking about here
1: (laughs) i'm gonna teach you a lesson no um yeah i don't know what to say uh you put me on the spot evan and i don't know what to do no um, i mean
0: you can pass it right back i mean (laughs) i'm
1: just kidding i'm kidding i always have something to say Let me go on about the school system. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, um, the the conversation leading up to this was, was interesting. We took a lot of different avenues, but they all kind of came back to really this point. And I think actually from the last podcast, this is a great pairing because I mean, you shared a really great story. I hope you get into it at some point while we're having this conversation, but last week for me was, in a big way, it was like a confrontation with myself. And it's funny because it's like the weather is all messed up and the world around me is not how I want it. But what it did was it made me look at something inside of me. And this last week since then has been actually very transformational. So I think, though, the the point of this conversation is to kind of look at how when we have pressure to change or when we have pressure to look at something, how that's actually a good thing for us and what to do with that and how to deal with that. And in a sense where that might lead something that I've become aware of recently for myself, just as an artist is like, I know this for a fact, I'm literally for sure the best I've ever been as an artist in my entire life. And a a lot of it has to do with the fact that I'm finally getting honest about me and something more truthful is coming out. And I think a lot of my earlier work and my earlier stuff was so much just wrapped around this ego and this identity that I thought I needed to have. And it, it was kind of like the best way I can put it is it's like, you think you want something, but that's kind of a lie. And then, you don't know why you can't get the results or why you can't make the impact because there's like an inauthenticity to it all. And I think like, for me, a lot of what this conversation is, is about having the courage and the boldness and just the willingness to just get authentic. And it's fucking frightening sometimes, you know? And when you shared your story, it like hit me really deep. And I was like, Oh man, I get that. And I feel like so many things are like that. And it's not just about that topic. It's just like, that's so what it's like. You're like, I have a problem and I, I have to deal with it. And if I don't, it kind of means the price of something, you know, that I want. And I think every artist in some way has to deal with that at some point, if they want to continue as an artist. But I think every person in life kind of has to deal with that because otherwise you just end up in this small existence because you have to like maintain your, whatever bullshit identity that you've kind of been programmed with or like chosen, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, definitely like, and, and again, like we mean like, um, like the, the smallness that we're talking about isn't, uh, or, or just like how, how big you can be on the other side. It's not saying that like, you know, cause again, when we talk about like being, uh, being someone small or being someone big, You know, there's there's a lot of of shit that's tied up in that, like ways that we're conditioned to think about. um, You know, what it is to be to be someone big, and really, I think for us, you know, maybe we should come up with like our own definition, and we'll post it up somewhere. But like, you know, being big is really about being whole. It's about being authentic. It's about being who you are, and and it doesn't necessarily matter what that looks like on the surface it's more of an big as an internal game mm-hmm. um and yeah the and in, in, i guess that's kind of really what we're talking about is we're talking about this internal game of the truth of uh facing the truth of of who we are and mm-hmm. you know i i think i'll just I'll, I'll just get into it because you know you you brought it up so everyone's probably yeah. just like well what's this what's this thing what's that's this been, thing, been, been going on know. and <laughs> you know, uh, if, if anyone's like, uh, listened to some of the last few episodes, uh, you know, I just did a fairly substantial, like move, like I'm, I moved communities. It's one of the biggest moves. Um, it's the biggest move I've, I've made aside from when I was a child and that wasn't really my choice, you know, (laughs) my family moving, like, you know, moving two provinces over and all that stuff. As a kid, it doesn't necessarily have the same kind of weight to it as when you get a bit older, but, uh, that's, that's not necessarily important to this, but anyhow, it's, uh, you know, whenever you, you go somewhere, you, something, you go through some big change, um, you know, as they say, wherever you go, there you are and wherever you go, your, your shit follows with you, your gifts, your strengths, but also, you know, your weaknesses your vulnerabilities, all of these things, like you know, you're there. You are. It's it's always with you, and in many ways, uh, I I was aware of this. I I knew that there were things. It's like yeah, no, no, no. Like because I think some people, a lot of people, you know, move, and change their the country they live in or whatever it is because, um, they're looking for, they're looking for that to fix their problems you know, and I, I, I very much, I knew that this wasn't going to fix any, any problems that I, that I may have or, or perceive that I have, but it certainly, uh, has been interesting because it's been drawing certain things to the surface. It's not just that they're there with me, but it's been drawing them actually actively to the surface is, is what it seems to me. And, I was sort of faced with this realization that I have certain attitudes and beliefs around money that are unhealthy. Um, And the strange thing about this is that it's not a new thing. I'm sure if somebody had pressed me at some point, you know, many, many years ago about, you know, my beliefs and things about money, you know, it it would be very evident and very clear that I have some unhealthy attitudes or just not necessarily unhealthy, but I, um, I have, I have, I have sort of a tension in, in my beliefs and attitudes around the, you know, the, the subject the the matter of of money and I would have been able to to come to that but the thing is is that sometimes left to our own devices we can just kind of you know just shove these things down over and over and over again but the circumstance the day the situation was one where it was like it just had to be said Even if it was just to myself, I had to actually, I had to actually go, I have problems with money, Mm. not like problems with like, you know, like not like money problems is in like, you know, how you might think about money problems, but no, like I have a problem with money on a more fundamental level Mm and, in in how I view it in my relationship to it.
1: Yeah. I think like, um, the law of relationship is so in this problem you identified yeah oh
0: yeah absolutely the relationship and storytelling and uh you know yeah yeah there's a bunch of things that we can go through and and process we got a lot of laws that you could we could (laughs) probably point to that uh this topic touches on um and the thing is like you know for me it's money i'm sure there's lots of people who have bad relationships you know with with things like money but it, it can you can have a bad relationship with just about any facet of of life you know it's like if there's a common thing in life particularly if it's something we all participate in you know there's good chance that we have certain certain hang-ups around it if that's maybe a better way of putting it you know we have hang-ups around certain things and for me i had to finally say i've got to hang up with money and it was something that definitely a part of me was afraid to say something that was afraid to, to admit to that. But I have to say that through the experience of being able to say that and, and to come to that was anything, but like, you know, the world certainly did not fall apart. You know, like I didn't fall apart under this. In fact, it was, it was a very liberating and empowering thing it's one of the most, it's, it's one of the most empowering things that I, moments that I've felt, you know, in the last little bit, you know, like it's being able to, to come to that sort of realization and truth about yourself does nothing but empower you. And there is tremendous, tremendous value in being able to be just completely honest with ourselves about who we are and what we think and, and even if those things are things that we want to change we have to start from that place of honesty if we're going to make any change in that regard if we're going to and not necessarily just just change i maybe I, I may want to i may want to just rearticulate that thing because sometimes we do change we try and create changes just out of we're creating change out of a sense of because we think that that's what we should do out of a sense of idealism or because it's somebody else's value that we're taking on to ourselves. I'm talking about healing and wholeness in this, in this thing. These are things that we need to look at for us to be whole as human beings, Hmm. you know, which is, you know, and that's the way that we, we create change. That's how we find the change that, that needs to be created or that we need to participate in and move with Um, it has to do with, with our wholeness as human beings. And for me, it was this realization. It's like, okay, I need to heal my, my relationship and my attitudes towards this, towards this specific area of life and of my life for, for for me to grow as a human being and to come to that place of wholeness.
1: I like how you brought that in wholeness. It's such a, I think, an important part of uh, like one's journey in life is figuring out, you know, what is the, like, what is the wholeness of you? Because I feel like so many of us, we accept a very small fraction of who we are and we live that out. And we, we have like dreams and ambitions and goals and wishes and desires for this whole other part of ourselves. It's all there, but we don't know how to access it. We don't know how to get past it um, to like pass whatever we need to do, our hangups to like get there. And when you're, when you shared that story with me, I was like, yeah, that's like a great example of a hangup, you know, you, and, and I, I can relate. I mean, having a, a a bad relationship with money um, you know, like for me, it just, if you're using money as an example, um, I think like the way your parents dealt with money has a lot to do, like every single person has a lot to do with it. Like, um, yeah,
0: that's very often where like we learn things like that Yeah, or we take on things
1: right. like that for sure. And so then you have to navigate through that because like when you're a child, you get these examples of things and you kind of go, well, that's how they did it. So that must be the way you don't really question it. It's not like, most kids are not going to be too critical. They're kind of like, oh, like that's how my family did it. And that's how it's done. And and then there isn't, it comes to a point where you start to go like, wait a minute, maybe this is not the best way to be dealing with money or, or dealing with re- like love or dealing with my artist career or my dream or whatever. And then that realization is such a humbling one. It's like, oh, I don't have my, I don't have my shit together the way I thought I had it together. I don't have that figured out. And that's scary. <laughs> and what I'm realizing is a lot of this conversation is having the boldness and honesty to admit that you don't have it all together in an area and be like, wow, like maybe I need to like reevaluate that. Maybe I need to look at that. Um, You know, I had this uh, very weird relationship with money because my parents made a lot of money when I was up until I was about 14 and like we were millionaires basically and uh, living in mansions driving Porsches and boats, all this great stuff. And then we lost everything. And then within like a few months I was living in a trailer park. I went from mansion to trailer park. It was fucking crazy. Like, and to me, I was not unhappy in the trailer park. I was as happy as I was in a sense in the mansion as I was in the trailer park because that didn't matter to me. But what I put through my little kid head was like, material things don't matter and money is a false God or something. It's like a, it's a, it's, it's pointless to chase because all I saw money was money, money destroys relationships. Money, um, money can give you things, but it's like, you know, and so money became this really weird relationship for me and like I could earn it, And I could earn a lot of it, but it didn't mean anything to me. And I didn't really like, I had a relationship to it where it was like to me and my little kid world, like money was why my parents split up money was why the family couldn't work, you know, like, and, and it was many more things, but like you're a little kid and you don't understand and you don't know everything. And yeah, I'm 14, but I'm still a kid. Right. And I have had to do a lot of work around money because like I just had these weird interactions with it, these weird relationships to it. But I want to say, Evan, the thing that you pointed out that really kind of landed with me when you took it further was you're talking about um, that way of looking at money like it's um, how it in and out maybe you can explain that you watched the video, but that to me really landed because I think the way you relate to how money comes in or goes out is, is almost the same and very important.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, it's funny because, you know, after coming to this self-realization, I was like, well, the good news is, is that there's a lot of people who can, who probably have some things to say about this subject (laughs) so i i ended up you know finding like a a video on youtube that uh, that spoke to me and clicking on it and it actually wasn't like the video was good um and in fact said some of the same things but there was an ad that ran right before it and normally i skip through the ads right away and and actually i i often skip through the ads for the for this particular thing too i think it's like mind valley or something like that like Mindvalley.com. this guy um you know he writes books and does videos and all this kind of stuff anyhow uh there was a it was a video on on money mindset and this guy borrowed or he he was showing this sort of technique that was done by this japanese billionaire uh and it's this technique known as origato Money, and basically, whenever you have any exchange, whether you are spending money or you're receiving money, you take a moment in in the midst of that exchange to just kind of say to yourself, "Origato money," like "Origato out," "Origato in," um, and basically, it's about creating a sense of appreciation around. Around the flow and the exchange, um, which is something that I'm like, yeah, like I that's something I have I have very little un- grasp of of appreciation around that exchange. You know, I see it as my my old belief patterns is that I see it as like uh, it's like a necessary annoyance in a way. And, you know, maybe in some ways it, it is to a certain extent, but that does very little to help me in the present moment. You know, that does very little to help me, um, have a healthy attitude around it in, in the present day. So, it was just like a little thing that I'd picked up and learned from, yeah, I think it was like mindvalley.com just during an ad. You never know when something's just going to pop up and get, and just deliver you exactly kind of something that you need. Um, But yeah, that was just uh, that that's the one specific thing for myself. And, and I'm glad that you just had me because that's a nice practical thing. And and hopefully, you know, I found it useful. Hopefully other people can find it useful. Um, But you know, for, for anyone out there listening, you know, th- this could be anything. It could be your relationship with other people, whether that's romantic relationships or friendships. Uh, it could be relationships with food. It could be your relationship with your body. It could be, you know, any anything in your life that when you think about it, it creates tension inside of you like tension, like stress kind of tension. There's something there. There's something there for you to say. It's like, Oh, okay. I, I have hangups in this area. Mm -hmm. I have a, I have a problem in this area or a perceived problem in this area, which is maybe more, more accurate. And that's the beauty th- beautiful thing about perceptions that perceptions can be changed, you know, um, but there, there's, this is such a, a more expansive thing than just us talking about money. You know, there's there, this expands to all sorts of other areas in your life. And, and for myself, you know, after I was able to say, it's like, okay, I have, I have a problem around money. I just kind of went ahead and just rattled a few more things off too. It's just like, oh, okay, I've got it. And I've got a problem with this and I've got a problem with that. And the thing is that it's no longer the scary monster under the bed. You know, it's no longer just the thing that's like, it's like, okay, now it's out there. It's in the open. I can, I can now actually do something about this. I can actually, you know, do whatever I need to do, build better habits, you know, um, you know, say, say little affirmations, whatever the, whatever the hell works for you, you know, it, you have to find your process with, with how you can confront it. But the important thing is that you can actually begin the, the process of, of doing something about it. Hmm.
1: I have this, this might seem unrelated, but I have this belief that, there's something inside of you that animates you and it's beyond it's beyond logic it's beyond thinking and it's like it's like um spirit you know it's like uh i'm not talking about like anything spiritual i'm just talking about like there's like like what the fuck animates you you know there's something in you and i i believe that I, I, I like, look, nobody knows how any of this works, but my thought is that there's something inside of you and it's what it, it, it has all the wisdom you need and it wants to come out. And the only thing stopping it is you and your fears, your limitations, your like, um, your hangups, like you're talking about. And I, I just really think that it's an incredible thing. And it's inside all of us. And it's just begging us to be like, let me out and let me take control of this. And we're so scared to do that. Cause like, well, what if I let you do this? Like, I don't know what you'll do. Like you'll take me to places that I don't want to go and you know, whatever. We have all sorts of story and all sorts of stuff, but let me kind of pair this in Alan Watts, who's a great theologist and philosopher, Evan, you actually turned me on to him like years ago. <laughs>
0: But, oh man, he's my favorite. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm ordering just, just side thing. I'm ordering like, a like, a this artist has this incredible, like, uh, like piece of like one of like his, his pictures and I'm, or, I'm, I'm ordering it. I'm putting it up in the studio because Alan, Alan's, Alan's the man in my books. Yeah.
1: <laughs> he really is. He's, he's incredible. And the way he explains certain things and brings certain ideas and philosophies to light is, is incredible. It's something I aspire to in my own life to, to become the kind of person that could take a very complex idea and make it simple, but give you a profound shift just by sharing this concept with you. One of his concepts that he talks about um, in relation to self-improvement is he talks about how like the very thing that like self-improvement is kind of like almost like a misnomer. It's kind of bullshit because the very thing that wants you to improve yourself is the problem. So by, I interpret it as by me trying to improve myself, that's me reinforcing that I need to improve myself. But the thing inside of you, that's your spirit. It will do when it does its thing, it will improve you. So you don't have to worry about trying to improve yourself because that's like saying, don't worry spirit, I'm going to do this. And it's like, why would you do that? Like that's actually reinforcing the fact that you're not good enough and that you, you know, whatever. So, uh, as somebody who has, you know, admittedly pursued personal development and personal growth a lot in his life, I ultimately always come to the same conclusion with it, that this is pointless because when I try to improve myself, it always brings me back to the same place. You're not good enough. You never will be. And whatever you're trying to do is impossible. And it makes all these big dreams and goals and visions and stuff just seem like so empty. And it it doesn't start like that. It always starts very positive and it always starts like a plan and a focus. I'm
0: doing something this time.
1: Yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to follow through and I won't let that shit get in my way this time. And then, you know, inevitably something does and, you know, you're, you're all fucked up again. And what I found was when I just got out of my own way and I let whatever this thing is that inside me is animating me, of course I improve, but it doesn't lead me to the place of this is not possible. This will never happen. And you're not good enough. It leads me to like, what if this is possible? What if that's possible? Let's try this. Let's do that. Hey, go here. I'm like, I don't know why, but you said, let's do it. So let's do it. And for example, months ago, I was talking about how I pursued video game development. Well, dude, like not only have I begun to learn many things about video game development, but that led me down other avenues of creativity. It opened up conversations with people. It's done all sorts of profound things for me. And the more I go down that road, I'm like, I don't even know if this is about video game development, but my spirit wanted me to go there. So I just said, fuck it. You, you tell me where to go and we're going to go wherever you want to go. And I think spirit is kind of like, I'm calling it spirit. So sorry if that pisses some people off and you'll like it. You can call it whatever you want. Call it the thing that animates you. I don't really give a shit. But that thing is like, it's calling. It's your calling. It's the thing that's telling you to go like, follow that curiosity, go do this thing, whatever. And when you run into a hangup, it will say, Hey, I can't go further. Cause you have a fucking hangup. So are we going to deal with this? And like, when you told me your story, I was like, that's so much what spirit's like. Spirit's like dude, are we going to keep being hung up on money? <laughs> like Come on. Like I can't, Yeah, I, you can't go do this if you keep getting hung up on this bullshit. So let's deal with it so you can let me do my job because I think it is infinite and super, super powerful, but we get in its way with our hangups and our bullshit and we have to try to figure out a way to get that out of the way, which isn't always easy, but I, I, that's how I think this works.
0: Well, I mean, oh man, there's so many things here. Um, But yeah, that's, that's so much the way that, that we operate, you know, there's a a part of ourselves, our, our egos, if you will, that, you know, they, there's a part of us that does not want to look at these hangups, um, because they, they keep us comfortable. They keep us safe. They keep us in some place that, you know, even if it's painful, at least we know it, you know, it prevents us from having to face certain certain fears and, and, again, the truth about ourselves. It prevents us from having to do that. And, you know, it we can often delude ourselves and we can delude ourselves violently, you know, um, not necessarily through physical aggression, but like, you know, mentally, you know, we can be very violent with ourselves um, in how we protect these hangups that we have and the beautiful thing is is that i'm sure most people can trace back some sort of experience where you faced a truth about yourself you know you or you faced a situation that you never thought you would ever have to face or it was You know, something that you feared deeply from ever happening and you actually had to face it. And the beautiful thing is, is that you're still here standing. You're still here living, breathing, doing things in the world. Which says that there is a capacity within ourselves that is above all of this shit. And I fundamentally believe that there is a thing because like for me, being able to admit this as much as there was fear around it, you know, of of, that obviously kept me from being able to just, you know, have this confession to myself. There was another part of me that was just like, this is great. This is fantastic. Like, this is, this is some, like, uh, um, just being able to have that honesty is just so, there's just something so incredible and refreshing. You know, it's like when you've been, you know, you're being fed bullshit from people all, all the time, all around you. But The thing is, we feed bullshit to ourselves probably more so than anybody else could ever feed us bullshit. We're feeding ourselves bullshit on a constant basis about how we're not good enough about how we're you know like uh, just whatever uh, the things that we're talking about about money and whatever your hangups are this is all bullshit that we're feeding ourselves and buying into but we can face this thing and being like okay this is fantastic because this is something that i can what you When you were talking, Brandon, something became kind of clear to me, which is that, and it seems very obvious with all the other conversations that we've had and the things that I do as a teacher and every, I'm like, oh yeah, this is so, this all just like fits in. It's like a beautiful little puzzle piece. But truth and honesty is absolutely implicit when it comes to, to real creativity. We, it has to come from a place that's honest and truthful from the very beginning. Creativity is born from that place. Like, and as artists and and not just as artists, but people like as uh, you being the artist of your life, honesty is where creativity comes from. But our egos tell us that destruction is what's going to come from that honesty. Mm. It's completely the opposite. The only thing that's being destroyed is our bullshit. Yes, <laughs> and that's that the we'll, only thing. Yeah. That's the only wall that's coming down is your bullshit wall is coming down. But in its place is this in, is this surge of creative energy that comes from honesty. That's what happens. I mean, that's what I teach actors and non actors through 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 using acting techniques through Meisner work. You know, it's like it's really about like, get honest about what's happening right now. Get honest Mm. about what's happening in this very moment. And let's express that. And there's this incredible vitality and life and all of this shit that just like, that just springs up. It's like this endless flowing fountain. That's just like, what was this shit here this (laughs) whole time? And I've been like, and I've been, doing this the hard way when really I could just, I need to just get into this flow. Yeah. If I get into this flow of truth and honesty and just trusting that thing and moving with it, there's, there's tremendous energy, tremendous vitality, tremendous creativity.
1: It's you're spot on, man. I, you know, I'm realizing as we're talking It is, it's totally honesty. It's, it's this honesty. It's, it's about getting real and getting true because that's the, you know, that's the part of it that's going to, that, that is the part of it that, that brings out the creativity. That's actually why I'm honestly feeling like I'm the best I've ever been as an artist because I'm more honest than I've ever been. And when I was younger, there was so much ego involved in my art. And I mean, if I knew better, I would have done better. I just didn't know, but, um, it took me what it took me to kind of get to this point of honesty and I'm still working and chipping away and getting more and more into whatever that is. And I really think that source or call it spirit, which I called it earlier. I used to call it self, you know, there's the ego and then there's like the true self and, um, I think the self, the spirit, this like source thing inside of you, you have to get honest to get to it. That's the only way. And the ego is all the lies and all the stories and all the bullshit you tell around it. And, um, you remember that script, I wrote this script a while ago, right. Called Love Lost. And the first like literary I sent it to, I was like, well, I basically wrote the script. It only took me a couple days at the end of the day to write it. And I remember I wrote, I just said, I finished the script. I wrote this on Facebook. I finished the script and I felt like I cut myself open and bled on the page. That's how it felt in a great way. But in the same way, like, like fucking here it is. Like here's something inside of me, not all of me, but here's something inside of me that like I deeply am dealing with and feel and want to share with the world. And I know how people respond to it, but in a weird way, I was not scared of that. I was simply like, more like I was kind of wowed at myself because it was the first time I had really done that. And I had written, I think 30 something scripts before that, like a ridiculous amount of scripts. So many. And um, nothing was getting to the core of what I was trying to say. And I didn't know why, and I didn't know how, and I read all these screenwriting books and I learned all these things, but I'd have these good moments, but I wasn't, and I knew it and I was like, what's it gonna take? I don't know, more practice, more whatever. Until there was this day where it's like, I just want to write a love story. And this is my love story, you know? And, and, and I was talking with um, Gabriel Napura who actually did a podcast with us back in the day. You, you know him well and-
0: Oh yeah, um, we, should, we should have him back on.
1: We should. Yeah. He did a great podcast, by the way, if you guys ever want to go back to the B and E podcast, it's about making a film like in Hollywood. He's a producer, a creative dude, amazing guy. Um, he's been a mentor to me in a lot of ways, but, um, his company and him, they took me to lunch one day and, um, they were in a place where they were talking about kind of taking on new talent and being like representation of that. And, um, He's like, well, what are you working on? And I was like, you know, I've tried to write these like big action sci-fis and all this shit, and I'm just going to write a love story. And I told him, I'm like, I think, and I, I remember our, our little dinner, or little lunch, I was like, I think that if I could write a story with two people that are basically in the same room for the whole movie, and I can make you like want to turn the page and be captivated by that, I think I could write anything. And he's like, I agree. You should do that. So I was like, okay, fuck it. And then I thought about, I walked around for a little while, with this love story, but it probably been percolating for a long time. And then I fucking one day sat down at a cafe and two days later, boom, the whole feature was done. And the first literary that read it, they said, this is what they said. I want to read this because this is, this is an important moment for me in my life. They said, so I've read your script. And of course I'll write out notes and give you specific feedback. But while I work on that, I wanted you to know, I am unbelievably amazed at how beautiful it is. I couldn't put it down. And I read it again immediately. It's really raw and so relatable. And I had tears in my eyes and they put in commas and I'm not a crier. And to me, I was like, holy fuck. I did it. Like this, like this childhood dream of like being able to like make a piece of art and have someone have like, like, and that's one person, so whatever, but one person in the world, like had an emotional response and enough to not only turn the pages, but read the script again. I was like, and all that was for me was, I mean, all my training as a writer obviously played a part, don't get me wrong, but I literally got honest for the first time in a script for, really from page from the beginning page, to the end. And it wasn't a perfect script in certain ways. There's edits I did afterwards, some things, but like, I was like, that's it, man. you you, that's what you have to do. And as I cried, I was at the cafe, like in tears, crying while I was writing. Like <laughs> I just didn't give a shit. I was just like, let's just tell the truth. And th- what this conversation is really like kind of making me really aware of is like, man, like that's what we got to do. We got to keep inspiring each other to tell the truth as hard as that is. And like, I'll tell you guys, like, I was embarrassed. I was writing in this cafe and I was like, fucking, I had, I put my hand over my eyes and I like tried to hide because I was embarrassed at certain times that I was so emotionally affected by the work I was doing. But at the same time, I was like, don't be embarrassed, Brandon. You're like, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing here. And I think it's hard, you know, like as artists for us to kind of cross that chasm, you know, to like get to that side of like being vulnerable and real. And it's scary also like to have this script because like people have read it and they go, I see so much of you in that people who really know me. And I'm like, I probably do. (laughs) Cause like, there's a lot of me in this, like, that's really like, that's my blood sweat and tears right there. Like, that's really, you know, and that's just about one topic about one relationship. And I have a lot more inside of me that's ready to come out. But, you know, at this point as an artist, at least as a writer, it's like, do I have the courage to tell those stories and am I willing to, to do it? Which it sounds like, Oh yeah, obviously. But it's like, honestly, like it's scary to tell the truth. It's fucking frightening, but then you do it and you're not scared anymore, but it's so hard to go from not having done it to do it.
0: Yeah. It's so interesting. It's like, it's the price of admission. Yeah. You know, like that's, and that's, for me, what I would, I would say like, again, like true creativity. If you want to touch on what that thing is, it's like, well, then you've got to be real honest. You've got to get real honest. And as, as always, the place you begin is with yourself, no matter what it is. It's just like you've, it's, it's got to start with you. It's very easy to, to go and and point and, you know, we, we live in call out culture, Mm. which is, you know, not that certain things don't need and deserve to be called out on, but you know it's <laughs> i um uh I remember I had this like old this old teacher who was sharing this this personal story um about this sort of like this this moment of of sort of uh clarity <laughs> for themselves you know just and they were. You know, they were all fired up about, you know, how they were going to this new enterprise that they were engaging on. They're like, oh, yeah, it's just like, I'm going to change the world. You know, this is going to change the world, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, and he's like, there was just this voice that I heard like shouting in my mind. That was just like, change yourself. (laughs) you know, it's like there, we have all these dreams and ambitions of changing the world. It's just like, well, change yourself and then we'll, and then we'll talk, you know, um, just a little thing. But yeah, like I, I think that your, your story, which by the way, you never sent me the, uh, I don't believe you ever sent me the second draft that you did of that, that script. Oh, just we'll send it to you. It's actually,
1: yeah. a, it's actually on the fourth. I'm going to do one, one, one more for sure. And a couple of tweaks, but I will send it to you. Soon.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, you sent me the first draft. And, uh, I never saw any of the, the following drafts, which, um, I know you said that you felt were, were much better or improved in on a lot of things. Anyhow, um, what you are the, the, like so the the truth and the honesty is that is the price you pay and that comes with that sense of vulnerability. Mm. But the thing is, is unless, unless you're willing to pay that price. You know, everything is relegated to probably contrived concepts, to con- contrived um, things being output from you, whether you're an artist, you know, or as as Krishnamurti would say, the, the worst part of that is that, you know, you become a secondhand human being. Yes you know like you're not you're not the creative point of your life because you're not being honest with yourself and and who you are and and what's going on with with you so it's so obvious that that's where you have to be if you want anything that's of true greatness you know and again I use this word with an element of, of caution because the script you wrote which you know has only been read by i mean i don't know how many people have actually read the script and i and i can't wait to see it when when you produce it as a movie or as as a play because i know you were talking about both yeah um, i
1: like to do both honestly
0: yeah um but it's a th- what you did is a thing of greatness you know, and I think that I think that people don't recognize that, and the, it's it has greatness because it has it has honesty, it has passion, it has real hearts and guts in it. It actually says something when hmm. it's so easy in our in our society, which you know, you know they 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 change things in in movie scripts now in Hollywood's based on 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 trending hashtags. You know what I mean? Like that's what yeah. that's 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 what that's how they fucking make movies now, you know, on based on, on just shit that's trending, you know? And you know, the best that you can ever achieve with something like that is yeah, cool. You know, cool. But you never, you're, you're never going to get that message from that person who said like, I couldn't put it down. I I'm like, I had tears in my eyes. Like, You, you don't touch people through cool. Yeah. You know, it's like cool. The, the best that, that, that the coolest shit has ever kind of attained was just like it's like you remember that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I remember that was cool. That was cool, and then gone, mm-hmm. forgotten. You know, but like to like just to bring this into to, to keep it in this sort of realm. You know, it's like there's uh, I mean probably just dozens and dozens and dozens of movies that I've watched, and then I completely forgotten that I watched them.
1: Mhm.
0: You know, but I will never ever forget the first time I watched The Shawshank Redemption. Me neither. I'll never forget the first time I watched Almost Famous. You know, I'll never forget the first time I I listened to to um uh Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon for the first time or or for something more modern like cold plays viva la vida like i I just there's there are certain there are just certain things it's just like there's a quality to them and that quality i'm telling you is honesty Hmm. you know uh as honest as you can possibly get i mean that's the challenge of of that's given to the artist is to like can like how honest can you get with this thing Mm -hmm. now you know because that's That's where you're creative. That's where creativity comes from. And I like, man, this is like a revelation for me because it's like, like this is bizarrely, it's like, it feels like a hack, Mm. even though it's not really a hack because there's still, again, there's, there's the price that has to be paid for it, you know, which is just like, okay, you got to put yourself out, out there and be vulnerable. But every single, anything that I've ever done and created, whether that's professionally, or on a personal level the more vulnerable i've been and honest that i've been has always directly correlated to the the positive feedback that i get to the kind of response that i i receive from people there's there's a, just a different tone to it altogether there's a different mm-hmm. feeling to it all together man i can't even believe this man i can't even i can't even i can't even believe that like we're just having this conversation now in some ways it's inspiring me actually
1: to to, to want to create more i i've been having these inklings recently these 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 urges to to get my next script down and i i've been on a little bit of a uh screenwriting hiatus um but recently like I've been kind of going, oh yeah, like, I I got, I got a story here. I got a story there and these guys, these things and they're percolating and they're like, they're like waiting. They're like, I almost think of them like um, they're kind of like a, like, like a fucking panther or something like that, like a puma, like in the bushes, you know, and it's just like waiting. And it's like waiting for its prey. And they feel like that for me. Like creativity feels like that for me. It's like this, it, when it wants to strike it's gonna kill like it's gonna kill because it's like and it's it's just f- creativity works for me in a way where it's like it's 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 not trying to like like I, I don't feel like when I when I'm honest with myself about how I want to create I could maybe write a script like every five years even but when I write a script I want it to be something that's like, like, look at that. Whoa, look at that. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of more what drives me. Um, and when we're having this talk, I'm like, that's the honesty that's waiting. It's waiting for me to be like, will you let me attack? Will you let me come out? And it's like, I keep kind of like like holding it back and it's not like I'm consciously doing that, but it's like, once I get brave enough or the opportunity is kind of like, I'm there like with my, Own journey, it's like it's ready. Like when when that script Love Loss got written, it was very much like that. It was just sitting there, and it was like waiting. And it's like, when are you going to do this? When are you going to do this? And and then one day, it was just like, I think it's time to write. I literally left my house. I sat down the cafe that morning. I wrote all day, or at least half the day, like which was like a like a full day of work for somebody, like probably like twelve hours. I don't know, eight hours maybe somewhere in there. And then I wrote half the script. I came home and I was like, what the fuck? I woke up the next morning, went to the cafe again. I finished the script in the next eight hours and and boom, it was done. And I was just like, and in those two days was like an ayahuasca journey, man. It was like, holy fuck. Like you're just like on a ride, you know? And um, this talk is really making me kind of go like, maybe that's what it is. Like maybe I just all of a sudden decided it's time to tell the truth here about this and like let it go you know just like and 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 again i want to say it's not just fear that's holding me back it's like there's other things that are getting born like there's like seeds that have been planted like there's a like two main characters in that story those characters were growing in my mind you know kind of in the background like who is this guy who is this girl like you know and it it was not like i wasn't writing it down i wasn't like it was a script where i wasn't going like he did this and in his history he blah 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 it was just like i would just walk these thoughts would come to my mind i'm like oh yeah i I get it i get who you are and then she would like like she in my mind was very outspoken and very like whatever and that was another part of me that i and and weirdly it just kind of like percolated my mind and then i just literally went and and then the script poured out of me like i had written a novel on it already before i even started um and I had a, another writer actually asked me, he said, how, how did you do that? Like, cause there's this part in the script where um, a, a secret's revealed and he's like, how did you do that? Like, did you know that was going to happen? Did that, like, you know, were you working that out? And I was like, honestly, not really. It was more like very like, I think it was there already, but it was like, that's what I'm talking about the spirit when the spirit writes or when it creates for you, it, it doesn't like, you have to let go. You have to like, it's your muse. You have to like, let go of control to it and let it do the talking. And in some ways um, I, I, I like to think of it like, um, it's like, a, I, I, I sometimes refer to it as the God voice because it's not me. It's like, I'm just a conduit to something coming through me. And I just yeah. happen to be the tool that's writing it in a weird way because, and it's a, almost like a, you know, a Preston thing, right? Like the art of war. It's oh, like, yeah, or the yeah, world of art. Yeah, yeah, Stephen
0: Pressfield. The and War f- of art and f- <laughs> yeah. this War of I art. Yeah. the word yeah. of art.
1: Yeah, yeah. But it's kind of like let your muse do the thing. And then you just kind of go, okay. And then when I wrote the script, um, in a weird way, it's like what's weird is like I almost don't, like I remember that I wrote it, but I don't remember writing it. I actually remember it as like I was watching it. Like, Like, I watched the movie for 16 hours and then it was done. And I went, holy shit, I'm done a script. It wasn't like, it wasn't work like writing is when you're trying to make something creative. It was, you know, and to mm. me, I, I just want to say this because you mentioned this earlier, like greatness. I used to think that greatness was like holding up an Oscar. and Everybody loves you and you, you've won, you know, you made, got big awards, made a bunch of money, some shit but I actually have come to realize that greatness is an experience like that. That was great. To me, that was like, like that was something that I'm like, if I'm on my deathbed, I'm going to be like, I'm glad I did that. You know, like, that's great to me. And I feel like my whole relationship to greatness is very much changed.
0: Oh man. Oh, let's man. talk about beer for a few moments. Let's do it. <laughs> let's just like, let's just step back a little bit. Yeah. as amazing as of a conversation it really has been it really has been been. let's just let's just breathe for a second (laughs) uh all thanks for
1: can i say man thanks for thanks for indulging it and just bringing this one to the table because i mean i I just want to kind of i want to give you acknowledgement because you started before we even i know you're about to say the beer but fuck that for a second you started this conversation before we even recorded and you were honest with me about something and you're like hey but that that spurred this on and then having you here to like help me share that because I didn't know I wanted to share that is really inspiring me again in in a huge way to be like this is why I love artistry this is why I love to create so I feel like I just need to say that because man like not everybody has this avenue to have these types of conversations. That's why I love these conversations, you know, regardless of anyone's listening, it's just, it's it's addictive, you know, and I think
0: that that's in, in like, obviously that's permeated these conversations as well. It's, it's why we keep on doing this is because we keep see, we keep searching out like a, a level of honesty about, you know, what's going on, you know, in the world and with ourselves and with this process of, of artistry and creativity and living, you know, living the ultimate creative act, you mm-hmm. know? um, And I think it does, it has an addictive quality to it. You yeah. know, like it says, like it fulfills a deep need and I'll, you know what? I was going to save this in, until later, but I'll just say it now. It's like, you know, you, everybody needs to find, something you know it's why artists do what they do is because when you start to touch upon that expression that's just so honest like it's just there's there's just such a feeling there's a feeling about it and and you can find it in all kinds of things like athletes feel it in sports too it might seem strange but like there's an there's an honesty about you know the way you move on the court the way the ball slips out of your hands you know or the way that the stick feels you know like your your feet on the ice like there's there's a uh, there's an honesty that people find there there's a state of being that just exists there and and tremendous creativity arises as a result and you're part of something you know this feeling of being a part of something comes Mm -hmm. comes out of that you know there's so it's just it's it's so much more than just what the what the it it comes out looking like, you know, it's, it's about so much more than that. And so if whoever you are listening to this, you know, like find that thing that, that where you can be honest, you know, whatever that expression is, you know, like, like find how, how does that, like, what needs to come out from you, you know, because you're going to want that thing more and more and more and more. And you're going to start finding, that that starts to show up in more facets of your life you know it's it's gonna start showing up more like I know over the course of just that since we've been doing this podcast like I've gotten more and more honest on this show Um, a lot of my defenses a lot of my barriers and walls have come down through having these conversations you know from our very humble beginnings where I know I know I can tell everyone out there that there was a part of me that was just like, okay, you can talk about some things, but you can't talk about other things. Don't (laughs) share, you know, like, like there was, there was all of these guards up, all of these, these walls up and, and more and more have, have come down, you know, and like, and that's, you know, from doing this, but it's also been showing up in my, in, in my life in other ways too. You know, I'm more honest with, with other people. I'm, I'm more readily, um, I'm, I'm more ready to engage in, in deeper conversations with perfect strangers, you know, than I used to be, you know, to talk to people about their passion and what they Mm. do. And, and, you know, like there's, so this thing has a way of branching out into ways that you don't quite expect. So find that thing, find that thing in your life where you you can, you can find that truth and that honesty with yourself and that leads to that sort of authentic side of you i mean th- there's a reason why you know there's a lot of artists who have said like you know write something that scares you you know like there's that th- there's a real wisdom to that because if you're writing something that truly scares you you know whether you're a songwriter or a novelist or a screenwriter the reason you're scared is because there's vulnerability and that's the thing that you move into, move into that space. Don't run away from it because that's where something creative and original will come from and people will fucking love you for it. Mm. Beer. Well said. Beer. <laughs> Beer. Uh, I'm drinking, you know, I always drink from these guys, but it's just cause like I just trust their stuff. On such a high level and my my trust has not been squandered once again i'm drinking one from phillips called citricity grapefruit zest ipa Mm. this is good this is good (laughs) you know like like it's an ipa like it's a strong beer but that that grapefruit zest just like it just cuts some of that like that that harshness that can come with an with an ipa and it's it's delicious
1: sounds good man i love a grapefruit like kind of cut into a beer i I just find that i i I don't i don't think i've had i've had a few different ones and they always seem to just work so well for me um i'm having a big rock brewery this one's the jackrabbit it's a light lager it's um i mean you know i i it's, it's good. Actually, I'm really, really enjoying it on this podcast. It's like perfect. I, I think for me right now, it's exactly what I wanted. Um, A nice, like light, smooth, like kind of easy to drink beer. And it's definitely that. I do find that like if you want a little, like if I've had this one before, and I found that on those times where I wanted more of a beer, like more flavorful, more whatever, that's just, you know, time of your life, time of the day, whatever. Um, It's not... I I don't find it's, I I find it's like super light and easy drinker. You know what I mean? So it's one of those and it's, you could probably drink a lot of these and you could just kind of drink them back and, and they're just a nice, easy drinker. Um, but, uh, flavor wise somewhat minimal. Sometimes I like that in a beer though. Sometimes I actually prefer that it's, it's kind of not. It's cause sometimes I don't want a beer just to like have a bunch of, don't want the taste as much i just want to have a nice cold refreshing like nice little beer you know it definitely has its place yeah so it's good for that
0: nice nice well it's definitely they've definitely fueled this conversation okay to a certain degree yeah not that alcohol is the reason for any (laughs) of the things that come out of her mouth (laughs) you know it's a background thing yeah Uh, Well, it's a tradition yeah yeah well i mean Let's let's wrap this one up. I'll just I'll just go in and I'm going to re- reiterate something that uh came up a little while ago which, you know, I'm definitely walking away with on this one feeling fantastic about which is honesty is the point of creation. Like holy shit, man. Like I feel like I feel like I've discovered fire <laughs> and I'm not saying this in like, in like a way it's like I've discovered fire for you all. No, I mean for myself, like I feel like I've discovered fire mm. in all of this, which is that like honesty is the place that, that we begin, you know, with, with anything creative in our lives. If we want to create anything in our lives, we've got to begin with truth and honesty And it might be uncomfortable, but man, that's the juice. That's Mm. the juice. Learn to get excited about that juice. You know, don't fear that juice. Move into it. Yeah. 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 juice. It's the juice.
1: (laughs) The juice. I like that. I feel like I discovered fire. Um, Yeah, that's kind of actually how I feel too, honestly. Um, And I think what I'm realizing is that when I focus on that thing, that, that truthful thing down there, that's like sitting in my belly, like waiting to come out. And it's, it's like, uh, man, does it, does it fucking light me up? And I I realized like, you know, we talked a lot about hangups and I realized that like, um, part of those hangups are, are the things that like, okay, like, what spurred on this conversation is you admitted to yourself, Hey, I have a hangup here around money, for example. And it's like, to me, that makes me kind of go like, yeah, like, well, what are these hangups? Like what's hanging this up? Because I got stories in that in my belly and they are like a Panther that's ready to pounce, but I'm not letting it out. And I'm like, well, what's the hang up? What's the thing stopping that? And I, and I think that it makes me very curious to want to investigate it and to, kind of just get out of my own way about that because, you know, but I also do think that there is sometimes a time and I don't think you should force yourself to create. And this is maybe my point. And I'm sharing this because I'm sharing my own experience and just, this is how I look at it. But I think you need to be patient and kind with yourself. Like you maybe have a script in your belly, whatever, in your heart, whatever you want to call it. And like, it wants to come out, but like, You're like, but I don't feel like ready to do it. And I think what I'd like to say to people is like, that's okay. But you need to admit that it's in your belly and you want it out. And I think that you need to start looking at what is stopping it from coming out and let's confront that and let's try and deal with that. And I think the way you're going to do that is by trying to look for it, like trying to say, okay, like what's in the way. And I think if you ask the question, um, I, at least I know this to be true for myself. It's kind of like, be careful what you ask for, because when I ask for what I want, um, whatever's inside of me, if I'm willing to listen to that, it will tell me, it will say, this is what's the problem. So are we going to deal with it now? Or are you going to try and shove it down again? And, um, I think that for me, at least at this point in my career, and you know, you might be just starting out. You might've done this for a while. You might be late in your career. You might just not even be an artist, but you might just be looking how to be more truthful. I think there's, there's, there's different obstacles at different points in your journey. And right now for me, I've been in, in this film industry, like at least with, from that creative outlet for like 20 years or so. And it's like, I'm at a point now where it's like, it took me 20 years to tell the truth. Maybe not quite, but it basically took me like like, and now I'm finally like, okay, I'm finally ready to tell the truth. And I don't know what that looks like, but like, I'm not scared of that. And this conversation is making me realize how excited I am to do that. And I don't know why I've been, when, maybe it was just this conversation that suddenly gave me permission, but maybe that's what people need. So there you go. This my I don't even know what that is, but give yourself permission, be kind to yourself. Don't force yourself to do it be patient, but give yourself permission and just start going down this road. And and like, let's see what happens if you start telling the truth and start looking for the truth. And I think good things will come.
0: Thanks for listening to the show. If you got something out of this, if you feel it improved your life or your journey in any way, please take a moment to subscribe, leave a review or share the episode. You can also support us on Patreon, where we have tons
1: of great bonuses. You are the ones that make the show possible and help us to thrive. Thank you for joining us.